everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro right here on Spotify and Anchor.fm. We got a good show tonight uh, uh, coming up in our um, WWE tonight. We will have Hell in a Cell predictions. Of course, Hell in a Cell is this Sunday live on Peacock as part of their premium event. It's a pay-per-view, people. It's a pay-per-view. Plus, our main story, what is the future of MGF? Oh, I've got a lot to say about this. I have looked at it all week long. Trust me, I've got a lot to say about it. We'll get to AEW. Uh, CM Punk, well, I'll have a change of a question for him today. I'll talk about Athena. I'll talk about the winners of the uh, Owen Hart Foundation Cup Tournament winners. Plus, this week in wrestling history and a party shot on a promo that maybe AEW had something to do with. All this and more tonight on Saturday evenings with the Nitro. So let's begin with the WWE and all the focus is on hell in a cell. We are going to hell. Hell in a cell. So let's begin with the predictions. These are the matches that have been finalized as of Friday night. <clears throat> We'll begin with the Liv Club, the team of Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor as they take on Judgment Day, Edge, uh, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, this is going to be a good opening matchup for this uh, six-man tag, and it should be the opening matchup. It's going to be a pretty good bout. Uh, all th six participants are in good shape. Uh, they can go in the ring, but I got a funny feeling that somehow... Some way the judgment day is on a roll. I think somehow they're gonna somehow they're gonna edge out a victory, literally, over the Live Club. So Judgment Day will pick up the victory over the Live Club. Next up, no holds barred. Madcap versus Baron Corbin. Who cares? Who really cares? It's gone on too long. Oh, we have an injury angle. Oh, Matt Kent's P.O. He wants Baron Corbin. Excuse me, Happy Corbin. Really? I've been bored with it for the last three weeks. Can we move on, please? Uh, Matt Kent's going to pick up the win in this one over Happy Corbin. Uh, the U.S. heavyweight title will be on the line as Mustafa Ali challenges Theory for the championship. Why can't he just use his uh, real, uh, the full name, Austin Theory? It's Theory. Selfie. Oh, dear God. I, I don't know about this. I hope Mustafa Ali picks up a win, but somehow, someway, I think The Miz is going to somehow get involved. And Theory, Mr. Selfie, Selfie, picks up the win and keeps the U.S. heavyweight title. Hmm. That's going to be an interesting match. Next up. E, uh, Elias, oh, excuse me, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother against Kevin Owens. My God, this is where creative, as I said, creative, you dropped the ball on this one. De no wonder Sasha Banks and Naomi left your sorry rear ends. Really creative. Once again, Ezekiel is Elias with a, with a shave and a decent haircut against Kevin Owens, who had probably the best gimmick of 2022 Stone Cold Kevin Owens, and it got dropped in the trash like it was going out for a latte break at Starbucks. 
give me a break. Really? I'm going to hopefully Kevin Owens will beat Ezekiel. I'm sorry. Ezekiel, you're Elias with a shave and a decent haircut. Kevin Owens, I predict, will win this one. <clears throat> Next up, I <clears throat> a handicap match. Bobby Lashley takes on Omos and MVP. Why are we having this match? Why is it Bobby Lashley being pushed towards a world title shot? Drew McIntyre is. He deserves it, of course. Randy Orton, I don't know when he's going to be back, but we know Drew McIntyre is going to get the next shot. Why not Bobby Lashley? But, oh, no, we got to stick it with Omos, who still needs to learn how to be a wrestler and MVP. I don't know any more about creative. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley to pick up the win in this one. And hopefully, and I mean hopefully, this feud is going to come to an end. Next up, uh, semi-main event of the evening will be for the Raw Women's title. And it should be booked, by the way, as the semi-main event creative. And I swear, if you put this first or the Hell in a Cell match first, I'm going to flip, man. I'm going to flip. I'm going to get medieval in my next podcast on this. You better book it correctly. The semi-main event of the evening is the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defense against Asuka and big time Becky Lynch. This is going to be an interesting bout. Asuka has got a great new style. She's fresh. She's back. And uh, hopefully she'll get a lot of attention. Big time Becky Lynch. I want the belt back. The, this women's division is nothing without me. Oh, big time. We've had to earn that. And by the way, fix your hair. <laughs> Bianca Belair is going to have an interesting time with Asuka. I think she can figure out big time. Becky Lynch, I think in a close one, though, I'll say Bianca Belair retains the smack, the Raw Women's Championship. And I see Bianca Belair take on Asuka at Money in the Bank. And now the main event of the evening Hell in a Cell, and like I said, the main event of the evening, the last match on the card, creative, is Cody versus Seth, Hell in the Cell. Now, tomorrow, I'll explain further in the commercial break on um, Sunday mornings with the Nitro about this. This is going to be interesting. Can Cody win three in a row against Seth Rollins? You know Seth's going to bring it, and so does Cody, I think, once again in a close one. The match of the night, by the way, Cody will somehow, someway pull up a win over Seth Rollins inside Hell in the Cell. And that is my predictions for Hell in the Cell. Yes, we're going to Hell, Hell in the Cell. And on our show note, next week, right here on Saturday evenings with the Nitro, I'll have my post-game report on Hell in the Cell. We're going to take a timeout. We're, I'm just going to get myself warmed up because in our main story after the commercial break, what is the future of MGF? Like I said, oh, I've had a week looking over this, one of the greatest promos of this century. More coming up after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul Nitro Skyvers here this Sunday on Sunday mornings with the Nitro. 
Can the Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match tomorrow night on pay-per-view uh, reclaim the glory and historical significance of the steel cage match? Can it bring back the value of the cage match? I'll tell you my answer tomorrow on Sunday mornings with the Nitro at www.wordpress.com slash The Daily Chin Lock. And don't forget my website, www.saturdayeatingswiththenitro.com. It's the Nitro Connection with my columns, thumbs up and thumbs down, as well as Nitro's midweek thoughts. Don't miss it. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Scovers here for Anchor.fm. Folks, is it just me that's hot? Well, not, not in the beauty sense of it, and I'll drop it. Anyway, I'll tell you what's hot, and it's these podcasts here on Anchor.fm. And why not come in and join the fun? Don't you want to create your own podcast? I mean, here at Anchor.fm, it's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Make your podcast hotter than summer here at (laughs) Anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Scars. Welcome back to this edition of Saturday Eatings with the Nitro. Thank you very much for joining us. Now for our main story. What is the future of MJF? First, let me get say this. The promo on AEW uh, Dynamite this past Wednesday has got to be one of the greatest pipe bomb shoot-style promos of this century. Unbelievable. MJF brought it, man. I mean, he brought it, and it's the truth, people. Excuse me. It's the truth. It's not a work Everyone say, it's a work, Paul. It's a work. MJF's working on a storyline. No, he's not. Folks, he's going to try to get released from his contract. He's going to go to the WWE. Why? Simple. The WWE may offer him more money. And MJF's getting tired of being shortchanged by Tony Khan and AEW. Tony Khan, this is your first major mistake right there. You should have negotiated and gave him more money. Why? MJF is the hottest star on the planet. And you didn't see this for some particular reason? I don't know. But you just dropped the ball, pal, and it's going to cost you big. I am telling you right now, that is a shoot. AEW bringing in ex-WWE stars. And I'm going to say it right now. I admit... I apologize for even suggesting any WWE star come to AEW uh, as of now. Because after what MJF just said there, if you're shortchanging the AEW stars that put you on the map in the first place, and you're paying these former WWE stars, they got to start earning it. I mean, start at a base salary and have them work up for it. I mean, the originals were here from the beginning, like MJF. and. From what I'm hearing, you're shortchanging him there, Tony, and you just dropped the ball. I'm telling you right now, MJF, you will you will get your release. Tony Khan will fire him. Tony Khan will release him. He has no other choice. He screwed up. 
They're well beyond of any type of apology. I'm saying by January 2023, MJF will be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I may have been wrong with predictions before, like Charlotte Flair, and I will, I will say it once again, like I did with the Charlotte Flair situation. If MJF is not in the Royal Rumble 2023 in January 2023, I will apologize publicly on this podcast. I got a, I got a strong feeling MJF will be making his debut at the Royal Rumble 2023. He will get his release. <clears throat> and as far as what he said on Dynamite, it is so totally true. I mean, you're going to pay these ex-WWE stars, and yeah, they were former stars in the WWE, millions and millions of dollars, and you're not, and MJF's not getting any? Really, Tony? You dropped the ball on that one. And, all, and they couldn't lace MJF's boots, son. CM Punk came close, but he couldn't do it. I mean, he made Warlow a star. He made Wardlow a star right now. I'm telling you, that is a shoot-style pipe bomb promo. Tony Khan, he's going to have to release him now. I guess Time Warner wants positive results. And, you know, Tony Khan... Oh, by the way, Tony, that media scrub thing, dude, you need to get on some medicine. You look like you have some ADHD issues there, son. I mean, you were up there, down there, and all around there, dropping the F-bomb and stuff like that, winning the Friday Night Wars. Wait a minute. There was no Friday Night Wars. Come on. You got to get your facts right. Come on, Tony. Is that any way to act at a media scrub? You don't see the WWE do that. The one positive thing I can say about the WWE, one of the positive things is they don't do behavior like that in their media scrubs. They are professional at all times. So as far as I'm concerned, the future of MGF is in the WWE. And like I said, my prediction, he will be in the Royal Rumble January 2023, or I will apologize on this podcast. And that is my main story for this week. <clears throat> now let's go to AEW, shall we? Now originally when I write my episodes on a Monday, I wrote down CM Punk. Will his AEW reign be more important than his WWE reign in 2014? Well, I might as well scratch that question right now because CM Punk is injured, and he's going to be out for, what, two, three months now with sur on surgery? I don't know how long it is. Now we're going to have an interim champion. First off, I feel bad for CM Punk on that, and he worked very hard to winning the AEW World Heavyweight title. Yeah, he, could, he may have nearly laced the boots of MJF, but couldn't do it, but that's fine. CM Punk went on to become world champion. He became better for it in his feud with MJF. And CM Punk earned the AEW World's Heavyweight title. But now he's injured. I felt bad about that. You know, he he had a he was ready for a lengthy reign, folks. I mean, this is what happens in the world of professional wrestling. I wish him a lot of luck and hopefully he'll be back to challenge for that AEW World Heavyweight title, the title he never lost. Now, as far as the solution goes, 
a battle royal, and then John Moxley faces the winner. Wait a minute. Yeah, John Moxley is a former AEW World Heavyweight Champion, but what has he done lately in six months? He joined the Blackpool Fight Club. That's tremendous. Yes. But couldn't he compete maybe in a in a four-man single tournament on one night? There's nothing wrong with tournaments. There's nothing wrong with back-to-back tournaments. That's what tournaments are for. Wrestling fans love tournaments. They bring excitement. You can create new angles for it. But a battle royal with a winner taking on John Moxley, and then that winner taking on the star of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I thought it was Tanahashi. Why don't you just say it? It's Tanahashi. Or will it be uh, Kasuchika Okada? Somebody. I mean, you could have had somebody already ready for New Japan to face him at Forbidden Door. Mind, bear in mind, I am looking forward to that pay-per-view, by the way, in June. But come on, guys. A battle royal? Yeah, a battle royal. Yay. 15, 20 minutes of people fighting against each other. The battle royal became en passe since Andre the Giant, okay? That's about it. And as far as I'm concerned, have four members battle it out in a one-night tournament, top four contenders, Battle it out. The winner is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. CM Punk will get the first opportunity when he gets back from injury. Guaranteed. Moving on, let's talk about Athena. The woman formerly known as Ember Moon. A second chance is what she needed. And boy, she took advantage of that. Boy, she's in the front and center in the spotlight. And hopefully she'll be able to take advantage of that situation as well. I'm telling you right now, Athena is going to be in the thick of the hunt. First for that TBS talk because she got up in Jay Cargill's face. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. Don't underestimate that type of match. That's going to be a good matchup right there. So a second chance for Athena. Yeah, it is working out thus far pretty good. Now let's talk about finally Hangman or uh, Adam Cole. Bebe, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, your winners in the men's and women's division of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Will winning the Owen Cup boost their careers? Yes, because now that the AEW World's title is vacant, for Adam Cole, it's an opportunity to step up to the plate and maybe win the Battle Royal and challenge John Moxley at the in the interim finals to be the interim AEW World Champion. I do not like that term, interim AEW World Champion. It looks so minor and so temporary. Ugh, I don't like that term. But yeah, Adam Cole will step up at least to that level. That's by winning the Owen Hart Cup. That's what he needed. Dr. Britt Baker, yeah, she moved herself up maybe as a contender for the for her AEW women's title. It's uh Thunder Rosa. Yeah, we'll probably see the rematch probably in the summer or fall of this year. So, yeah, they winning the Owen Hart Foundation Cup tournaments in the men's and women's division. Oh, yeah, it boosted their careers, all right. No doubt about it. And that is AEW for this week. And we're going to take a timeout when we come back. It's this week in wrestling history and a parting shot. Stay tuned. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Out today at www. 
youtube.com slash Paul Skyvers. New episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. First, on From the Mind of the Nitro, I will recommend some great wrestling books for you to read throughout the summer. Consider it Nitro's summer reading list. Trust me, these books are a must-read. I will tell you where to get them and some things about these books. They are highly recommended. I read them, and I like them, and you'll like them too. Then on Nitro Memories, it's part one of our two-part look back at July 1987, The Great American Bash, The War Games, The Match Beyond. We'll tell you about everything that happened at The Great American Bash and oh so much more right here on part one of our look back at 1987 for The Great American Bash 87, The Match Beyond, The War Games. Part two, we'll look at the rest of 1987. That will be released in August. So don't forget, new episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories are out now at www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. And they're also available now at my Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash Saturday evenings and Sunday mornings with the Nitro. Speaking of which... Make sure you come and join our Facebook group, exclusive video content. This Monday, <clears throat> a new episode of the Nitro Corner Classic, plus the Monday Morning Quarterback. For those that are in my Facebook group, I gave you the exclusive results of AEW's Double or Nothing and my reactions to them. Plus, the Nitro's Classic Match of the Week. It's all there, my podcast, my YouTube channel videos. My uh, exclusive video content, all my columns from work from uh, Sunday mornings with the Nitro and my website at the Nitro Connection. It's all there and it's free to join Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Saturday evenings and Sunday mornings with the Nitro. Don't miss it. Join us today. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyers here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, come aboard to Anchor.fm. It's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers. Welcome back to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. It's time now for this week. In wrestling history. First, on June 4th, 1974, in Portland, Oregon, Jimmy Snuka defeated Ripper Collins to win the Pacific Northwest Heavyweight title. On June 5th, 1983, in Atlanta, Georgia, Larry Sabisco defeated Mr. Wrestling 2 to win the National Heavyweight title. And finally, June 4th, 1980, in Nagoya, Japan, Bob Backlund defeated Stan Hansen by disqualification to retain the World Wrestling Federation's heavyweight title. And that's this week in wrestling history. And now it's time for my parting shot of the week, the Cody Seth promo. If you watched Raw this past week, you heard Seth made reference, Seth Rollins made references to stuff that Cody did the in the past 
N-A-E-W, like smashing the throne with the sledgehammer. How Cody Rhodes got ran out of AEW because he wasn't good enough. How he ran back to the WWE and all that yada yada stuff. Now, if you think about it and look at that promo, don't you think that AEW was behind it? And let me point out the fact that there was a picture that surfaced on Facebook as well as Twitter of a WWF moving fan with the money in the bank um, poster on the side of it, blasted on the side of the truck. And guess whose face was on the truck? Cody Rhodes. That's right, Cody Rhodes. And it was outside the MGM Grand Garden Arena where AEW's Double or Nothing was happening. Now, is that not a coincidence or what? Don't you think AEW is behind this? And the WWE parting shot returned with that. Is that Seth's retaliation on behalf of AEW for what the WWE did to AEW? I don't know if it's a conspiracy or not, but uh, isn't it just a little too coincidental that these two events happen? Like I said, there's a war going on between WWE and AEW. Right now, things are getting hot. I mean, things are getting personal right now. And this is just a minute, a small example of the war that is still going to be raging on for years and years to come. And that is my parting shot for this week. And that's it for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, next week, my post-pay-per-view report for Hell in a Cell. Yes, we're going to hell. Hell in a Cell. Thanks for joining us here this week. For everyone here, I'm Paul the Nitro Skyver saying so long, everybody.